Alright, are you guys gonna go you're gonna go eat lunch? You legally have to have a break. I gotta You be can able have a break. You we ha we have food standing by ready for you. If you need a break, you can have a break. Yeah. The, the, all of them as they're eating lunch, they're filming that. You know what I mean? No man. They are. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm gonna Tom a fucking clip and get the fuck out of here. I'm not kidding. You if you need a break, that's fine. I need a break from filming! Okay, then then go eat some lunch. That's what filming we're me. You're continuing to talk. You know what I mean? I want to talk to her like I don't want a camera in my fucking goddamn face. We will. We won't. You're not understanding. I, I I. You're saying that you want to talk to her off camera. Exactly. I know, but. Fuck. Dude, I just need. I don't feel relaxed. She doesn't either. We have to watch what we fucking say. Like I don't want to. I don't want that. I'm in a very delicate position right now. Just take a beat. This needs to take a beat. Okay. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo effing Bravo. Good morning, Mariana. Good morning, hunty. How are you? Hunty. Oh, is that for Pride Month? Yes, <laughs> Happy sure. Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. I was going to say poo-poo head, but you're not a poo-poo head, so it's just oh, what was floating you. around up there, <laughs> sloshing around up yeah. there. What did you think overall of the VPR episode? I mean, I loved every second of it, but when they ended just as Ratchel was coming out onto the stage, I was like, you bastards. Like, I wish they would have just given us everything all in one go and I would have watched every single second. I loved it. Of course, I watched it twice. Mm -hmm. But you know me in the three-part reunion, there was nothing in there. It wasn't as good as the first one. How about that? The part two, like the sandwiched reunion is always inferior. Yeah, I agree. And I just, I don't know, like... The last couple of episodes, James was my MVP and he mm -hmm. he stormed off a lot. Does he have a UTI? What's going on? I do sympathise because when I get nervous, I feel like I have to pee. So <laughs> I, when he said that to the producer, I actually was like, oh, I'm with you, James. That happens to me too. Even if I've just okay. peed, if I'm nervous, girl got it. And nothing comes out. Barely a squeezed droplet, but... Oh, okay. I still feel the need to pee. So you're taking him at face value that he actually was peeing. You don't just think that was a lie? Well, just because I have experience with when I'm nervous, even if it's just like nervous energy, I constantly feel like I need to pee. <laughs> so, you know, I'm with you, James. I thought he might have just used that as a cover story. I don't know what he's doing in the bathroom. Normally I would too, but like I said, I sympathise. So Yeah, okay, sure. I'm team James on that one. I'm team James overall. He's so funny. Oh, God, he's funny. Even though he says horrible, horrible things and we sort of got that clip package with him like being sizest, everything else, like he's a bit of an asshole. But God, yes, he's funny. but we still laugh. Don't deny it. Even <laughs> with the clip package, I still laughed. Was it appropriate? No. Am I admitting it? Yes. Am I ashamed? Maybe. <laughs> What are you going to do? When someone's funny, they're funny. How many times am I going to tell you? Funny people get a pass. Yeah, I mean, it was. A, I thought it was a good episode still. I was still riveted. Me too. And I have to say, I didn't mind the Jersey episode either. Oh, I was exhausted by the Jersey episode. Yeah, I wasn't. I think because mm. I feel I'm buying the bullshit that this is the end of the Gorgas saga. Yeah, so you just got to hang in there. I'm sure it's not. And you know how late last week I was saying, I don't care about them. I'm done. 
I am still in that camp. I'm no longer emotionally swayed by their fight. Yeah. I'm just watching it for what it is. And it's basically, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. You're a liar. You're a liar. Like, I'm just, I'm laughing at them, not with anyone anymore. They're as bad as each other and they can both suck a dick. Mm. They really can. What drained me about the jersey was they'd talk about any other subject, literally any other subject under the sun, mm. and they would bring it back to themselves in their own little fight. And it's like, okay, can we just park that and hear from someone else for a second? This is why it's funny. They could be talking about toothpaste <laughs> and it goes back <laughs> no. to Melissa and Teresa. Yeah. The fact that Teresa is still pissed off that Melissa is on the show is ludicrously mm. funny. It's fucking funny. Uh, it's sad. I've tried to defend Teresa the past few weeks, but she's just a cuckoo bananas. Like she's crackpot. I'm sorry to say it. When they showed that flashy of her saying that Melissa should have postponed her wedding because Teresa was pregnant. She's crazy. (laughs) She stands by her shit, man. It's so funny. I can't. Maybe I was just in a good mood. I don't know. I've had a shitty week at work. You should have seen how excited I was when I sat down and watched the VPR. I had my wine. I had like little chocolates on oh, a nice. plate and I'm just laptop. Oh, 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 oh bougie. You got to put your chocolates on a plate, even if it's one little tiny mini chocolate. Like this was like little, like the little squares of the twirls. I had them on a plate, wow. mate. My boyfriend, whenever he like goes to the kitchen, if I want a treat, he always puts it on a little plate. It's so cute. So I'm doing it. Wow. I filled my wine glass to the top. It was definitely not a single serve. I had to go back. It's fine. I feel like VPR is now the start of my weekend. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I know I've got another day of work, but I feel like my weekend's here. That's how I feel. Oh, so good. Thank you, Thursday night. It's the best. <laughs> we should get into it. We're waffling and we're going to yeah, have some more waffling because it's my turn, peeps. Sozzle. <laughs> but the fact that we've got double reunion and we actually have stuff to say, how good is that for us? Yeah, I was thinking, like, usually some re- reunions, you've just got nothing to say. Nothing. Like, what's there to say? We've said it all. But I love that because you know how, like, with Salt Lake and Potomac, we fought every single fight during the season. So when by the time reunion came along, we were worn down. Yes. But now nub. with this reunion, we haven't had the fight yet, exactly. like, really. Exactly. So it's right. really exciting and fresh. This is probably why I like the Jersey episode, because I felt like we were waiting for something to start the whole season. And now it's started. Now we're started. So we'll start with VPR anyway. I don't like saving the best till last. Fuck that. I want it now. Mm-hmm. We come in from the last episode where VPR calls Lala aggressive and James tells Lisa she's sticking up for Tom too much and he walks out again. So this is the episode of James <laughs> walking out the whole time. Scandival calls Lala a narcissist and declares that she yeah. pulled her IUD the moment she found out Stasi was pregnant. That was such a like low blow that sort of got swept under the rug in that conversation. Like if this was a normal season, we'd be talking about that for 20 minutes. I'm wondering if the, it just got cut out. This is why they need to give us the whole 10 hours, mate. Even if I got to pay for it, even if it's pay-per-view, <laughs> give it to me. I have no life. This is it, people. <sighs> <laughs> but what do you think of the comment? Like it's pretty scummy. I agree with her that she has an ego and I just think it's telling because I have experienced this before that narcissists tend to call other people narcissists a lot. Mm. I find that 
pointed and telling. But then to sandwich it with you pulled your IUD out the moment you found out your friend was pregnant, Mm -hmm. where is his anger coming from? When he was in the parking lot later and says, I blew it, you sure fucking did, buddy. Yeah. And I don't know what his problem with Lala is. Like every time she spoke about Randall or anything, he was pulling faces. He was looking this way. He was, you know, arching an eyebrow. And I'm like, what are you, what is this facial journey you're going on? <laughs> facial journey. I love this. Um, I know when you said that, it made me think. I know that Lala, and we all know, has made parallels with Scandaval and Randall. So I Scandal's th- a liar. Scandal's a liar. I love that. <laughs> it keeps because I've it's looked at head. it a couple of times. It keeps coming up on my feeds. I fucking I love, love it. And the Uber One Good as Gold remix. Oh god. I love that. <laughs> Sorry, you were halfway through. No, no, <laughs> that's sentence. okay. Did you see the Scandal's a liar? Did you see the one with the Barbie dolls? No. They did one with fucking Barbie dolls. It's so funny. You've got to look at I'll find, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. Barbie doll with a worm moustache, like <laughs> shaking the head. And, like, you can see the hands holding the Barbies. It's not, like, schmick. It's fucking classic. I love it. Oh, okay. I need that song in my life. Yeah, so I just... I agree with you that they glossed over it or we didn't see if there was more to it because that was fucked up. Like it really set the tone for his freaking attitude. This whole faux contrition crying when it's interspersed with him being so angry at everyone Mm -hmm. It just doesn't play, mate. Anywho, this is when James Storm's off and he comes back, he (laughs) apologises to Lisa, he apologises to Andy and Andy's like, just stop getting the fuck up, which I kind of loved his apologies because they felt really sincere and I'm like... They did. Are they? I think he means it in the moment but he's going to storm out 50 other times but this is our James and we take all of him or none of him so we love him. Then Andy wants to talk about Lala a little bit and I wished, I know we don't have the time, but I wished we spoke about this more because Lala's constantly saying how hard her life is right now and I don't think it's coming through on the show what she's going through. If you listen to her podcast or you see her in interviews or other podcasts where she gets more time to talk about it, her custody battle with him is full Mm. fucking on. Sounds it. It's costing her like the equivalent of a very good full-time wage. I do not know how she can afford it because I reckon her Vanderpump paychecks go on to this. Like it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not – she's not like catastrophizing or exaggerating from what I understand. Anyway, they talk about the fact that Randall doesn't allow Ocean on the show, which is fucking rich considering how much he was like – hanging to be on the show himself. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about his casting couch allegations, his assistants moving drugs, all the lawsuits. And of course, he has a spokesperson who denied it. And Lala reveals that his spokesperson is also Harvey Weinstein's spokesperson. Imagine that. Well, that, That's a busy man. <sighs> that's a man with no morals, but he's busy. That is just so fitting and... It's just scary how, like, perfectly obvious that is. It's just so grotty. 
grotte. It really is. And you think like Randall didn't think of the optics of that. He was like, no, I'm intentionally choosing to side on the side of Harvey Weinstein of all people. Oh, like you're not wrong. I don't know what to say. I've just got facial expressions and bleh sounds. Bleh. <laughs> I imagine they got into that more. Again, we don't get to see it. So then we break for lunch. We love these oh, scenes. Love it. But this lunch scene was probably one of the best scenes in the whole episode. Totally. Ariana walks off and says to producers, oh, you're done with that disgusting rat. What's with Schwartzy doing push-ups and trying to convince us that he's ever exercised a day in his life? He's going through something. I don't know what he's going through, but it's reeking of desperation. I know, like, I keep bringing it back to what's going on in his personal life, which he's not actually really sharing on the show that we've seen. I know that his dad was sick. They mentioned that his brother had cancer. Did I hear that Mm. correctly? Something was up with the brother. Yeah, so obviously there's a lot of illness at home. I don't know where I know this from or if it's just, I don't know what, but I've always had the understanding that he financially supports his family, like all of them. Mm -hmm. So... That coupled with, like, money coming out too quickly for the bar, he would be, I imagine, in, like, financial strain. And then, like, really, he's got real problems and not in the same state that he lives in. I can imagine that that would be difficult. I have to stay here in order to support you guys, but I really just want to be with you guys. So we're not seeing him express that enough. I'm not saying, like, I want to have sympathy for him, but if he wants to elicit any, he's going about it incorrectly, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So the lunch crew is Lala, Ariana, James, Sheena and Katie. Loving that. Yeah, fun vibe. Yeah, James is all like if Dickhead won and Ratchel, as you like to call her, I love that. (laughs) together like good luck to them he said that before and then ariana makes an astute observation she says when little miss home wrecking whore starts making relationship demands she's not going to be so cool and chill no more which is so true how many times you see guys she's so chill she's so cool yeah because she doesn't want anything from you yet come on (laughs) dude (laughs) give it time and this is when dickhead one goes to see rachel in the trailer Oh, my goodness. I know. I mean, he says it's rough and then they hug and I was, like, obviously talking to my TV going, oh, what, no kiss? Well, I was just thinking they have zero chemistry with each other and it can't just be because the camera's in the room. But every time we've seen them together since Scandival broke, I just do not see them as a functioning, like, even, like, an F-buddy relationship. Like, I just don't see any spark between them at all. When they talk to each other, I don't think the other one's listening to what the other one's saying. That. They don't hear each other. Like, they're on completely different wavelengths. I don't disagree with you. Like, I feel like, obviously, when the cameras are there, they're being very measured in – well, they believe they're being measured in what they're saying. And we know that because he's like, we just want to talk alone. We'll get to that in two seconds because we're going to definitely do a tight 10 on that. But oh, yeah. I completely agree with you that they're having two different conversations to each other. Mm-hmm. One of them will say something that's completely self-serving and the other one will respond in kind. And it's like even with Rachel saying to Scandival, like her responses are basically like, how it affects me. It's not about us. It's about me. Mm -hmm. 
And mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's just crazy. Like, I mean, apart from the fact that they both agree that they're not pathological liars. She said, we haven't lied about anything besides this affair. Like, that's a big lie, Raquel. And it's pathological. <laughs> like, get a dictionary. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why not liars? Apart from that one big lie for eight months. Yeah, like, and then she says, and I think this is sort of more what I was alluding to, when she says, I didn't like how your intimacy with Ariana is coming off. And it looks like you had this solid relationship. From what you told me, that's not the case. It's like, I don't know if I have the balls to say that to the person I'm having an affair with because it's completely the opposite of it's you and me. I know, but I don't think he heard it. He was too busy thinking about what he was going to say next. So exactly, <laughs> if he had listened and picked up on it, he'd be like, oh, wait a minute. And he just starts waffling on about Ariana commenting on his fashion choices. Like the lack of depth with these two. How could you possibly be in a relationship when there's no, uh, you're, you're talking about fashion? Really, bitch? I know. And he is just such a like, well, what is it? He's so vain. It's mm. like you could get into his pants just by complimenting his pants. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And it's like, wow, there's nothing left of you. There's no substance. I don't think there's ever been. Like all he ever comments with Ariana is how that she would always disagree with him. Like that was his issue. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want a yes person, then pay for it. It's called a sex worker and no judgment. That's fine. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. And he's like, and she never said sorry in our relationship. Well, maybe she had nothing to be sorry for. Like, I'm sure she probably did in, along the years. You know what I mean? But, like, I just don't trust his version of events. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, honest. Oh, he just, the, the more he talks, the more I shkeeve. I cannot with this dickhead. I know. Because it's a mishmash of, like, media-trained lines yes. and his genuine reactions. And they're contradicting each other. You're so correct. I so see that. And then... I mean, this made me fucking laugh when she says that she's worried about her character being questioned and this is her wake-up call. So did she call the fair – oh, she said something about going through a transitional phase this summer and I'm like, are you calling your affair a transitional phase and getting caught your wake-up call? Is she serious because – If that's what she means, like, I laugh. I had to pause. I laughed so hard. An affair is a transitional phase. I don't think she understood what she was saying. Honestly, I think someone wrote that line for her, probably pointing at the fact that she should be remorseful and she misinterpreted the line. She's reading the cue cards and she delivered the line wrong because there's no remorse coming across. Oh, my God. Now, look, I did have to say to myself when the whole time – that Sheena is breaking down sobbing and she has blank stare face and I was judging her for that. I had to remind myself when the dingo ate Lindy Chamberlain's baby. Okay. Do you remember? (laughs) I didn't know we'd be going there. Remember when a dingo ate my baby? In court when she was obviously being charged and on cameras and stuff, she didn't look visibly emotional. She wasn't sobbing. She wasn't. So people were like, she did it. She did it. And we all know now that she fucking didn't do it. 
I mean, but Rachel did it. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, we can't necessarily judge someone's lack of emotion for them being psychotic. But thank you, Nathan, you are right. She did do it. She admits she did it. So, yes, <laughs> she's a pathological psycho. Well, I was watching Sheena and I was, like, starting to cry. Like, I, I did. I held, I, held, I held strong. But for a second I was like, oh, my God, I could cry right now. Even Lala cried. She made Lala cry. If yeah. you're making Lala cry, come on. Nothing. When they were in this trailer, she's giggling again. She's laughing. She's an idiot. It doesn't come across as a nervous laugh because she's actually smiling when she laughs. And this is when <sighs> Dickhead One Scumdeval tells producer Patrick he's done filming. He asks if he can chat with Rachel Solon's camera and they say, only if you're on your own, if you're with another cast member, we're filming. Just like the other guys, they're at lunch, they're talking about it, so we're filming it. And that's when he starts screaming, I need a break from filming. Stop filming me. I don't want a camera in my goddamn face. And all I kept thinking, and I know this makes me really superficial, is you could have worn a better outfit that didn't look like it came from the sheen. That black outfit of his and that black outfit of hers looked like, you know, when you've had like a three-day bender and you need some trackies because you go into the kitchen to find something to eat and you put something that's been on the floor and you just don't care, so you just chuck it on. It's something you probably should have thrown out months ago. That was their outfits. He looks like a supervillain. He really did look like a supervillain. And someone, I can't remember if I saw, I think I saw it like a little meme, a meme or something, that someone said that, a meme, that's what me and my friend call it, that someone said that Rachel sounds like a powering down, running out of batteries robot. Oh, my God, I love that. How good is that? I did not come up with that, people. I found it somewhere. I can't remember. But, yeah, she is a powering down robot. Mm -hmm. That's my Rachel impression. I suck at impressions. That's good. Oh, you're so sweet to me. But, yeah, the screaming... What do we think of this little attitudinal screaming? Do we have anything else to share about it? It was a tantrum. Mm. And (laughs) the way he raised his voice, it was like not quite a yell, but trying to be emphatic. But like when it comes down to it, you're yelling at a producer who's just at at their job, Mm. someone who's trying to work. And they're doing the Lord's work, by the way, (laughs) like keeping that camera on them. And so, okay. So, Patrick, do you recognize him? No. He was on... Fire Island, which was like no. uh, Housewives for Gay People, like, I don't know, six years ago. Did you ever watch that? It was like a one-season wonder. Oh, I watched it. It was fabulous. He was the guy with the little dog. Oh, my God, no. Really? Yeah. And he then went and filmed a gangbang scene, a porno. No. And, of course, I was like, oh, that's Patrick from Fire Island in a gangbang. I'll, you know, skip through it and watch the good parts. Of and course. so I, the whole time during this, half of me was like, I've seen that guy get gangbanged. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so he was the bottom. He sure was. Wow. He sure I've was. I've never seen and a I, gay gangbang. Well, watch his. It's it's quite okay. tasteful. <laughs> it's not tasteful. Okay. I don't know. I've never – yeah, I mean, why am I watching it, right? No one's inviting me to join, so why would I want to watch it? But I'll watch it just <laughs> for, like, the anthropological excursion, shall we say. Good call. Sure. Yeah, oh. so, yeah, I, and I think he's also a producer for, like, maybe Potomac. I don't know. Or, or Beverly Hills, maybe. Don't tell me he was in Potomac in the barn. 
I don't think he was in the barn. I think that was someone else. Oh, okay. That was James. That was <laughs> I love when we see the producers, so I like to keep tabs on them. Who doesn't? I need to be following these people in my socials. Fuck. You're right. The tantrum speaks for itself, but when he gets shirty, he sounds like a whinging kid whose mum won't let him have his iPad in the car or something. Like, mm-hmm. mom, I want my iPad. Like, he just sounds like a sniveling, mm-hmm. whinging brat. It's fucking hilarious. I was waiting for him to stomp his feet, honestly. Next, we're back from lunch and Ali's in. Now, oh, I love Ali. See, everyone loves Ali. And whilst I love looking at Ali, P.S., I loved the top of her dress, how it cupped her tartars perfectly. I thought that was very, <laughs> very, I mean, yes, I found it attractive, but. Like just from a like a physical judgy fashion point of view, that it was a very good sitting dress. It was great from the waist up. She she made a great choice, and that color is perfect on her. I don't know. Like everyone's trying to say that Ali is so not like Rachel, which is fine. I'm I'm buying all that, but it just. I think as much as I love James, my thing maybe stopping me from loving Ali is if anyone is happy to be with James while he's drinking, like where's their head at? Okay, I think you need to pay more respect to Ali. She's our deep throat. She's our whistleblower. (laughs) She was there at the Abbey on on the front lines of Scandival before it was even a glimmer in Scandival's eye. Yeah. We need to pay her respect no matter her choices or her life choices and her choice in life partner. Yeah. She deserves the world and we owe her so much. You are correct. I stand corrected. I will back the fuck up. Look, I want to love Ali. <laughs> I just, yeah, I need, I need to see more and I'm, I'm interested to see more. So that's fine. Well, I'm actually, I don't need to see more. I'm happy for her to like next season not be on the cast just to pop in and out be a breath of fresh air be a stabilizing force and like not be crazy i think that's what i need from ali correct i don't need her to go cray cray either because i've already got enough of that on on this show i yeah no i agree she needs to be like the cynthia bailey right that's what she is yeah. yeah fair enough this is when obviously Andy's asking Ali basically what I just said, how the fuck are you with James? And, yeah. you know, he said some pretty awful stuff to, about Rachel's parents. And then James reckons that Rachel's mum would talk about his penis at the dinner table. What? Yeah, and when we cut to Rachel in the trailer, she didn't seem to be like, oh, that's a lie, that never happened. Yes. She was like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> so what the fuck? I completely agree with you. It's like, you know, when you like you see those shows and lawyers are always telling their clients, don't react in court, don't react. Is this yeah. what her crisis management team said? Or Did Lindy Chamberlain coach her to be stone-faced? Thank you. I'm, I don't know. I do not know. But either that or she's psycho. So, you know, either or, well, quite they, frankly. They, I think that is the truth. Yeah. Yeah, her parents are weird. She's fucking like, if weird. If that is the case, that's odd. And, like, with Grandma Buttons sitting right there, like, I don't think so. (laughs) Not with the Buttons. (laughs) I'm not saying that everyone is a product in their environment, but these are her parents. She is Mm -hmm. the way that she is. Maybe they're all kind of left of centre and not in a good way. I don't know. I feel bad saying it, but it doesn't surprise me, James, saying her parents are odd and don't know how to behave in public because clearly this woman doesn't either, so... Yeah, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much while Ali's there, Andy, all he wants to do is talk about James's drinking. Do we need to circle that drain again, as Lala would say? Yeah, no, I think Lala was coming up with some good points here and, like, 
I don't really know if we need to comment on his sobriety or lack thereof. Yeah, we find out that he has bought a home, which is lovely. We find Mm -hmm. out that Ali's moving in, not surprised. Yeah. And that he's in therapy, and I'm really happy for him that he's in therapy. Mm-hmm. That's all I really got to say about James. And then yeah. we talk about Sheena, about the fact that she's already married. I mean, before her wedding, she was already married. Do we care? She's so open about the no, green card d- thing. I don't yeah, care. I don't care. And this is the bit where I have to keep saying it when somehow we talk about Katie and Schwartzy, and I don't know how, but we go on about him accusing her of diminishing his friendships. And then she says that line that you know I love, well, you're friends with everyone, you're a serial killer's wet dream. I mean, claps. And he really is. He is. Yeah. Nothing else? <laughs> Just yes? Well, I mean, she, she nailed him with that one. Like, what? It's what else true. is there to say? It's true. We're, we're kind of nearing into the end, sort of, not really. This is when we start talking about the restraining order, the punch that never happened. I mean, even Katie said that Sheena can't make a fist. If Katie's sticking up for Sheena, like, come on, peeps. But when Andy asks Scandival, yes. he gives these two massive long pauses. No, a long pause two massive sighs and says, I don't want to upset my relationship with Sheena. Implying that he's about to say that she punched Raquel. Of course. And then he does then say that. This has to be the worst Lifetime movie acting when he's trying to be all like, I don't want to ruin my, oh, fuck off. And Ariana's right when she screams at him and says, you have no relationship with Sheena, you fucking idiot. Obsessed. So, like, I I was getting the impression that he was trying to convey that because of Rachel, he has to say that she punched Rachel. Like, he's sort of saying, like, oh, that's, you know, my new partner, I have to sort of take her side. But then she dropped the restraining order anyway. So, like, why did he have to do that? I couldn't understand where he's coming from. Because he said, it's 100% true, I take a polygraph. So he's basically saying, as much as I don't want to betray my friendship, I can't even say that with a straight face, with Sheena, I have to tell the truth because I heard it when we were on speakerphone and I kind of got confused because Ariana was sort of correcting him, saying you were there for this bit, you weren't there for that bit of the conversation. So I'm not sure if Ariana was saying you weren't actually there for that bit because you ran back to TomTom. I'm not sure. But he reckons that he heard Sheena say that she punched that bitch and everyone else. just because he thinks he heard it doesn't mean she said it. You know what I mean? Like in a speakerphone conversation with multiple people on different speakerphones, wasn't it like this person had this person on speakerphone and the other person was speaking on speakerphone? I don't know. It's like who knows what the fuck people have said. Honestly, even if it's true and all the other chicks are sticking up for her, I'm not saying that's wrong. So I don't care. Does anyone care? If Sheena punched her. Do you care? I don't care. No, no. But, I mean, it is scientifically impossible. Exactly, with the nails. Even if she did punch her, she can't close a fish. There would have been way more scratches on her face than that one little one that she probably caused with her own pair of tweezers. (laughs) But the thing is she dropped the restraining order. So I don't understand where even Ratkel's coming from. And what I thought was interesting was that Andy was just double agenting and – he was he was questioning Sheena as if he didn't already know that the restraining order was dropped. 
He had a letter in his pocket the whole time and I'm like, you dirty little thing. He has to. He's doing his job. Don't blame my Andy for that one. I know, but it's quite nefarious, <laughs> really. Like she was bawling her eyes out and at any point he could have said, well, actually it's been dropped, but he milked every single moment. I know. Well, he was also doing the Lord's work, Nathan. Okay, so I've <laughs> listened was. to Sheena's podcast, right? And she said on her podcast, or was it Lala's podcast, probably on both, so basically what they were trying to say is they filed a motion to dismiss the hearing because okay. you cannot drop the restraining order. And please correct me if I'm wrong and I've interpreted this incorrectly, but from what I understood with what Sheena was saying is her lawyer said to her that you cannot drop a restraining order. Once those charges have been filed, the only way it can be dropped is by the judge, which is why Rachel didn't go to court, but Sheena still had to go to court for the hearing. So once they got to the hearing and Rachel wasn't there, then the judge dismissed the restraining order filing. Like he just dismissed it because she didn't rock up. But Sheena still had to go. Sheena went to court. You can't drop it. So this piece of paper that she's got was basically a letter to the judge, a filing saying that we are not planning on showing up to court so that they know that that their intention is not to argue for the restraining order. So that piece of paper means shit. It means about as much as the letter from Marisol's liver. Correct. (laughs) Because she could have said like, Sheena said that her lawyer told her she could, they could have done that as a tactic in the hopes that we didn't show up and then they would show up and go forward with it. So it meant nothing. She still had to go to court. The piece of paper meant fucking nothing. What about how Raquel was like, oh, maybe I should have written her like a more personal note as well. (laughs) Just just now thinking about that. (laughs) Maybe I should have written her a personal note. My only thought on that is wondering if someone, i.e. a producer or Andy or someone said, because you can't be face to face with her, is there anything you want to say to her, i.e. in a letter and we can read it out? I'm only wondering because I don't think that pea-sized brain of hers has ever put pen Mm -hmm. to paper and written a letter (laughs) to someone. When she sends three-word texts 48 hours later after betraying one of her closest friends, I can't imagine her physically scribing a note. Let alone Well, apparently she's sending letters to Tom's house, remember? Well, yes, she is, isn't she? But who knows what, what's on there. She's probably got little fucking cutouts from the newspaper. Can Hieroglyphs. She even, can she even <laughs> Like a ransom note. Exactly, a <laughs> ransom note. I fucking love that. So Andy questions, obviously, Sheena and her friendship with Rachel and if she suspected anything and she said she had suspected stuff after talking to Katie and Lala and that she did actually sit down with Ariana at a lunch and bring this information to her and, you know, like a real friend off camera Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Ariana said, no way, they aren't, they never would, so sad. Now this Coachella rumour, obviously I'm hoping Andy asks her about it, I'm sure she's going to deny it too, that she ever said this to a mutual friend. But I also know from Sheena's podcast that she said there were a couple of people that were mutual friends of hers and Rachel's that pretended to still be friends with Rachel at the beginning 
so that they could get info from her and bring it back to oh Sheena. God. I love that, right? I love that. I, love I, love that. So I want to fucking I want an interview with those people. <laughs> and so there was information that they were ferrying back and forth for like the first few days. And so I love that. Fuck, I love that. That's so so devilishly, deliciously schemy. Oh, yes. See, I, w- I want these people on Sheena's podcast. Sheena, if you're listening, get those fuckers on your podcast, even if you've got to, like, do that computer voice thing like they do on the TV when you want to blur <laughs> yeah. someone's voice and, and face. I love that. Oh, that's what I want. Look, people embellish whatever, whatever, but that I believe it and I believe that she – is going to deny it when Andy asks her. What do you think? Yeah, she. well, she's going to say whatever she's been told to say. She's an idiot. But at the same time as her being an idiot, when they're in the, the what do you call it, the caravan, whatever you call it, the trailer, yeah. those two fuckers, I felt like everything she was saying, like I'm going through a transitional phase, I'm learning my lesson, I feel like that's her way of saying, like, it's not me and you, buddy, which is why he wanted to talk to her on their own Mm -hmm. because she was basically saying, like, she was done. And I think that's why Mm. he wanted to talk alone with her because she was being very, like, you're over here, I'm over here kind of thing. I mean, why would he expect her to go down with the ship? Even though I think, I I mean, I don't know. I struggle thinking, like, who's worse out of Tom and Raquel? (laughs) Like, I think Tom's probably worse, but sometimes I'm like, no, she's... Horrible. He's definitely in a worse position. Unfortunately, doesn't appear traditional. And when I say traditional, I mean old-fashioned. Like how many times have we seen scenarios where two people, a man and a woman, are having an affair and the woman gets the brunt of all the crap and the guy kind of skates through and I'm – I'm not saying that that's how it always is. Maybe that's just how it's been portrayed on the TV and so that's why I have this idea that that's how it's been in the past. But in this scenario, in this particular episode, and obviously Rachel hasn't been on the set yet and hasn't had the barrage hit her like it's going to, but I feel like he, I mean, he's got a lot more to lose. Well, I think we need to remember that he's fine. I think he tries to play the victim card Mm. and I think he... Is sort of, you know, he, I think he wants to have the narrative that there's this huge global pile on, on him and we feel should feel sorry for him. The whole world's bullying him, but he's fine. You're I just so saw a right. clip of him, Tom Scandifall and the most extra tone deafs or whatever his <laughs> band is. And he was playing this tiny little pub and he was acting like a rock star. He was cracking jokes about how the phone fell out of his pocket. No. And Schwartz's mum and just butchering cover songs. Like... He is living his fantasy. He's fine. Yeah, you're right. He's not struggling. He's not a victim of, like, cybercrime. He's fine. And also, like, you can't move out of the house. Why? Because you're giving all your money to these band members. He pays them for rehearsal, for fuck's sake. Well, they're the talented ones, so he needs to. Yeah, okay, that's true. So it's like that's where all your money's going, buddy. Like, you're an idiot. He's such an idiot. Yeah. Can't stand him. And I like how Ariana throughout the episode was like, this isn't something that happened. It's something that you did. Exactly. Like, stop acting like this is all just like a confluence of events. Like, you did it. You're so right. You're so right. She's picking up on him. Ariana's his- right. Yeah. Well, she's picking up on him, like, as you just aptly put, that he's trying to play the victim. And she's like, you ain't the victim in this, buddy. You can drop that act. No way. This is all when Sheena just breaks down. She looks like she's having a fucking panic attack. Totally. She says she's betrayed by both of – I mean, she – 
everyone to her is a best friend, but I love that she's cute like that. If someone's a close friend, she says they're one of my best friends. So she's like, I gave her a home, rent-free people. She's sobbing. Rachel's stone-cold face, I think we've, we've gone through that. Oh, this is when Dickhead One is still trying to hold on to his whatever friendship with Sheena and he's trying to do the whole like, you know, the last eight months hasn't erased the last 15 years. We didn't do this maliciously. And Ariana's like, you watch what you fucking say right now. And he's all, it, it was malicious, but there was no malicious intent. I believe we call that male intent, <laughs> just FYI. And then Ariana's all, well, what was the intent? Because you were already fucking someone before this, which is, it's true, man. Billy Lee. And then he starts yelling at Ariana. Uh-huh. And I'm like, are you fucking for real? You're yelling at her. What is wrong with this guy? He doesn't like her. He hates her. Mm-hmm. And you can see that he's, for some reason, got rage against her. I have so much rage. <laughs> and he's channeling it towards her. And it's, I don't think he hates her because the affair got found out. I think he had an affair because he hates her. Yeah, probably. Well, he hates Sad. someone. Maybe he hates himself. Oh, no, I don't think he hates himself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just don't understand where the anger's coming from. Maybe it's not anger. Maybe it's just frustration because you know that he gets upset when other people speak. Well, he was getting upset with Schwartz with the, doing the whole shtick with the pop and the Xanax. Yeah. So when he takes the Xanax and Tom's like, what's that? And he's like, you don't have to tell them what that is. It's it's your own private medication. And Schwartz is throwing the bottle around. Schwartz is having fun with it. And he's like, guys, that's Schwartz's private medical history. Like, leave him alone. And it's like, he's he's doing it. He, he did it on camera. He's fine. He's throwing the bottle at Ariana to see if she fucking wants one. Like, he says, I take one once a month. So basically some happy-go-lucky doctor wrote him a script for Xanax and he's like, I, you know, he takes it recreationally. We know he's taking the Xanax after a big night to fall asleep. I'm not stupid. I know that's when you're taking it, dude. You're taking it to come off other drugs. Don't don't no. pretend you're not. This is why you've got it rando and you've got heaps of it. Whatever. But why is Scandival so upset? <laughs> like he's just trying to deflect at any opportunity. Everything's serious. It's his own private medical business. Oh, calm your farm, dude. We know why he's got them. Just chill the fuck out. Uh-huh. Maybe you should fucking take one and stop stop whatever's causing your face to bloat that bad. Anyway, oh. God, his face is so bloated. I could not mm. stop looking at Sandoval's overly faux tanned, bloated face. He looks terrible. Wow. Sheena's just about to leave. She gives Andy a gold-plated, good-as-gold album. I mean. I loved it. What can we say? I love her. She's always given the gifts. If she Honestly, if she releases the Uber One remix on... A vinyl, I'll buy it because <laughs> what a bop. It's a good song. I really should be downloading it once a day just so she gets some cash. I'm downloading it more than once a day, babe. I love it. Nice. So this is when Dickhead One is in the car park smoking saying, oh, I've blown it. No shit, dude. Oh, and I love how she knows with the, with the vinyl thing. Tom was like, oh, I want to leave. And she's like, you can. <laughs> she's like, get out of here. <laughs> Oh, so good. I know, right? And this poor bitch has to get in a car, drive around the block to go into a trailer so that she's never less than 100 feet near this stupid bitch. At least they gave her a different trailer. 
Well, see, I kept thinking it was the same one, but then I do recall in her podcast that Brock said that this is the first time he's ever got to watch the whole reunion. He was in the trailer with his daughter and he obviously they had the yeah. TV. He's like, we were watching it the whole time. He goes, normally he watches the cut that they send them. So he was like, this is actually the first time I've got to watch a whole reunion. <laughs> he was loving it. And it is, I think we talked about it last week, but I do love the concept that they've shoved them in a trailer because we've done zoom reunions before we like skype diana jenkins in so like we could have just had one of them in skype on skype there the whole time i know so good but it's so much funnier to be shuffling them around into trailers i know (laughs) with fucking town cars driving them around the fucking block (laughs) it's so funny now i know we don't get much of rachel right but explain to me this why is she wearing a dress that looks like it cost the 4.99 on clearance from sheen She's got taste out of her asshole. She she's never dressed well. I've seen her wear some nice stuff before. She normally shops on Revolve, the website Revolve. I see a lot of her oh, okay. clothes on that. And Revolve is like it's the kind of website where the shirt and the skirt of an outfit are sold separately and they're like 400 bucks each. Like it is a nicer so that's what she picked. And then didn't Scandaval say something about green light, green light, and she's in a green dress? What was that about? Is it a great Gatsby reference? Is it? I don't know. Doesn't Gatsby stare off at the dock because there's a green light on the dock which symbolises Daisy, which is his long lost love or some crap? No. How did I yeah, miss and that's, that? Yeah, it's a lyric in that song, <laughs> that Lord song, is it? I mean, I've read The Great Gatsby a few times, but it ha- it's been a while, so. There's some symbolism with the green light. Is that what he's referring to? I do not know, but I will be sleuthing that and filling you in next week, let me tell you. <laughs> I will so be sleuthing that. I'll be pulling out know. the hard copy of my fucking book to find it. Don't you worry. I don't know if Tom Sandoval is that well-versed in The Great Gatsby. But maybe it's code between the two of them. Maybe he got it from the song. That you're getting it from. Oh, I also got it from the book. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, what can we say next time? It's all about grilling Rachel. And this is another one of Katie's wondrous lines where she says, she's a cunt and you're a drunk. That's what happened. I mean, I can't. Katie. Sums it up so well. We didn't get much from her this episode, but what I got, they were zingers. I liked, I liked. Anything else before we move on to the joysy? Nah, let's go. Let's go, Jersey. Let's go. Reunion part one. I mean, those portraits seem like a lot of work for not much. What do you think? Portraits? On the walls, the paintings. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much, too much. That was a lot of work for the set dresser and we didn't really get much out of it. I felt bad for that person. They were probably like spending copious amount of hours getting that done. Well, they were, yeah, doing it in the style of the island trip, which we also didn't get much out of. So it's really quite fitting. (laughs) That's true. Andy was really frothing over their outfits. Did you froth over any of the outfits? No, I mean, he always seems to froth a little whenever anyone comes out. It's sort of just how he greets people these days. That is very kind of him, though. And I did notice that both Teresa and Melissa wore a jumpsuit, and we know how much Andy loves a jumpsuit. Oh, and Melissa's had, like, a little hood, like she's Kylie Minogue in 2003. I know, right? Like, what, what were you doing there? <laughs> that is so funny, Kylie Minogue in 2023. I love and that. she's like, it's got a hood. You know how, like, sometimes bitches will wear a dress and be like, it's got pockets? And it's like, okay. Yeah. She's like, it's got a hood. Like, that's a big revolutionary thing. Which she took off in two seconds and her hair was just pulled back. There was no hairography, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Speaking of hair, do you prefer Teresa's wedding hair 
or the bob that she's rocking now in reunion. The wedding hair, because at least it was a statement. I get the light hair. I get why as we age, we want lighter hair. It does help soften our faces. As I just said to you before we started, I dyed my hair a little darker. And I think I did it because of Dolores. Oh, wow. I think subconsciously I was like, because I dye my, my hair myself, I get a, like a subscription of like salon grade stuff. And I had like a half bottle of brown and I'm looking at that and my other ones. I'm like, mm, I'm going to use it. And I think, yeah, I think it's owed to Dolores. Now, I don't look anywhere near as good as Dolores. I don't even look good enough to, you know, like sweep her hair off the floor. But oh. I think I think subconsciously I was inspired by Dolores. She just gives on every level. I just think that Teresa's hair might be just the, the light bits, the what do you call them? The highlights? I think there might be too many of them is what I'm saying. But anyway. Okay. Did you think it was strange when she grabbed Andy's hand and like awkwardly put it on her chest? Like why doesn't she just say to him, here, feel my heartbeat? I thought it was freaking crazy and it's like she wanted him to know that she's just pushed to this brink that she's so uncomfortable with Melissa and she's mm. so nervous or some shit. And it's just like, come down on the performative crap, you know? Yeah, it is very performative. Everyone's in the same boat. It annoyed me. And, like, put your phone on silent. Like, that felt like a setup. that Joe Judice call. like That felt set up. I was going to ask you that. I agree. Why is your phone not on silent during reunion? Cameras are on, bitch. And why is Joe, of all people, calling you? Yeah. She texted him and said, call me in two minutes, and he did. It was planned. I mean, having him on always makes Andy laugh, and I don't think Teresa realises that he's laughing because this man says use every three seconds. How are yous? <laughs> yous, yous, yous. Like, has no one ever corrected him to his face? Dude. Maybe not. I mean, it was funny, but no, it was funny. I'm, I'm not going to get cranky about Jersey. It was fucking hilarious, and I too enjoy laughing at the way Joe Judai speaks. I'm sorry. It's fucking funny. One of my problems with this episode yes, was that the trailer chopped and changed a few interactions and made it sound nicer. Like, you know the whole, like, I'm glad I don't have to look at you again. Why, where you going? You're not going to be on the show. Bye-bye. That yeah. was like two separate conversations that they spliced yeah. into one. And in the trailer version, it's better. It <laughs> like, is better. I, I lo- it's more of a clapback straight away. Whereas this one, I was like, oh. Yeah, no, I agree. If you were the editor, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you do that? Go, yeah. this is how they should have fought. It's way better. This is how they should have fought. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, this whole, like, where are you going thing was kind of at the beginning. And what I thought was really stupid was when Teresa about Melissa was like, I wish her well. You don't wish her well. Stop wishing people well when you don't wish them well. Is this what you were saying last week? I heard this from someone else. Someone else said it in something I heard during the week. So again, it's not mine. But where was it? Oh, it was probably Jeff Lewis live. And he was going on about like, stop wishing people well when you don't wish people well. Like, enough. I don't know. It sort of is like a cunty little thing to say. Like, you know how Gwyneth Paltrow did it in that trial? She said, I wish you well. And then she fucked <laughs> off like to that guy. Like, that's kind of a serve. You reckon it's a serve? I think it is. Because it's like, look at me taking the high ground. Kick. That's true. And it's also definitely letting that person know I'm choosing to step away from you. I wish you well is like, I'm never planning on seeing you again. Okay, fine. I'll take it as a serve. We start talking about Dina 
and the fact that Teresa's saying that Louis and Dina's husband, Dave, never had any business dealings. But Joe Gorgas saying Dave fucking called him and told him otherwise. Who do we believe? <laughs> None of them. This is what I'm saying. I don't know who to believe because I don't believe any of them. Yeah. Do we even care talking about Melissa's mum's Donna's non-invite to the wedding? Oh, I'm so sick of Donna Marco. She needs to go. <laughs> she needs to go honk that car horn off somewhere else. I, but- I'm sick of Donna Marco. She gives me nothing. <laughs> Why was she... The main star of this whole fucking season when we've got other mums that are interesting. I know. Like Marge, Marge Senior, interesting. Jen's mum, God, I could watch her all season, but Donna Marco of all people, she's Melissa, older. She's got nothing. Could we have a scene with Jen's mum and Jen's daughter? Can we just get a scene with them hanging by the pool? I'd love that. It's fascinating to watch. Her mum could be, like, cooking for for the daughter. The daughter could be, like, jumping in the pool, doing, like, fucking bombs in the pool while the mum's, like, screaming for her to get out and she's like, no, watch me fly, watch me fly, I'm a unicorn. Like, come on, can we watch these two in a scene? That would be fun because as fake as Jen is, I think her family are a bit more authentic. Correct. And... I've sort of missed seeing some authenticity on this show because everything's fake and forced with half of the cast. I never thought about it like that, but I think that is why the show frustrates me. Because it's not real. This whole can we be like the Beverly Hills ladies? Like, come on, your husband says use, you flip tables. Like, can we be real? This is why I like that little bit with Joe at the beginning because, like, how are you? Because it was authentic? <laughs> it's Jersey, man. That's what I want. I want to see my Euros on TV. That's what I love you about Jen. You don't need Jen- the Beverly Hills skin. No, yeah, I if I it. want Beverly Hills, I'll watch Beverly Hills. I want to see my Jersey. I want my Euros. I want to see them making fucking sauce in the backyard. I want to fucking hear them speak fucking half English, half Italian to their parents. I, I want to watch Nonno boiling fucking octopus at six o'clock in the morning. I want to <laughs> see that shit. I want to <laughs> see my people. Uh-huh. Like, that's what I want. This whole Teresa saying that Joe was the one who brought Louie on the show. What's coming out? What's happening between her head and her mouth? I don't know. She's an idiot. And so what Louie was trying to hit on every housewife that he ever met. Is that what they were saying? He was trying to get with Alexia? As if Alexia would ever have a dipshit like Louie. As if. And then I think of would her she, husband. Would she which not? Is, <laughs> her husband's kind of like the... American version of Louis. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't Her know ex was a cartel member? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was He was low-level, please. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I wouldn't say he was a cartel member. He was like, he was a drug dealer. That doesn't make you a cartel okay. member. Come on. And this is where Teresa's telling Melissa she's leaving the show, blah, blah, blah. We talk about her hair, wedding hair. If you want to talk about it, you can. I don't want to talk about it. No, not really. We talk about the fact that Frank still lives with David. That's weird. That's weird, though, don't you think? They're flatmates. Frank doesn't have a job. Like, apart from the show, <laughs> Frank doesn't have a job. He sells weed now. What are you talking about? Oh, good for him. He's the new drug dealer. I'm obsessed. Uh, <laughs> I'm not happy with Frank this season, so unless Frank's giving me something, I don't really care to talk about Frank. Okay, fair enough. What about Paulie not being divorced for 14 years? I've heard it so often where the divorce is not acrimonious. Until they're ready to get married, they don't bother getting divorced because it costs money. So it's like, why bother? I just wouldn't like something on my to-do list for that long. Probably not, but I also understand that if, again, your, your breakup isn't acrimonious, it often gets there when you start talking about money. 
So a lot of the times, if your only shared asset is the marital home that your children reside in, for example, it's like, why rock the boat? Because we're going to have to legally split our assets and it's going to get contentious because one party's living in it, let's say, with their children and the other party's not. You know what I mean? It's like, if if it ain't broke, mm. don't fix it. Because right now, you know what I mean? I know plenty of people who've done that. What are you laughing at? I was like, well, it is broke. <laughs> <laughs> the arrangement. Broke. The arrangement. So, right. I, I, like I said, I didn't find that a scandal. You know what I mean? Big deal. So what? Okay, sure. 14 years, sure, but I just it didn't bug me. I don't know why. It okay. bugged you? No, nah, not really. Okay. <laughs> just had to say something. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. So, Danielle, we're talking about the brother. Do we <gasps> No, and... I do feel bad for Danielle because, like, yes. I thought she was actually fun to watch in the wedding special. I enjoyed her confessionals then, mm-hmm. and I think we got a side of her that we didn't really get to see throughout the whole season where it sort of became a chore to watch her, and I thought she had promise. Yeah, I agree with you. I even enjoyed her in the reunion episode. I felt like her and Rachel were, at, like, the new Teresa and Melissa, and I was up for it. But what was interesting about that was every time that Danielle and Rachel would have that fight, everyone else on the couches would be like, well, this is stupid and insignificant. We don't care. Even Andy <laughs> said it's the dumbest fight he's ever seen. And it is like, the dumbest care. fight. You're fighting because I'm angry with you for repeating something that I actually said. And yeah, how is that a it's fight? Stupid. It's true. It is it's a stupid. stupid fight. But do you believe the fight is now squashed simply because Dolores told them to kiss and make up? I think it's squashed because that's the nature of filming a show and having a reunion and wanting to get cast again. Even though Josie's on pause, mm. I don't know if we will see Rachel again. I don't know. <laughs> the other Rachel. <laughs> I felt like all season I was saying I'm team Rachel, not Danielle. But I felt like I suppose when Andy let me know how dumb the fight was and I thought about it and then I sat there and went, well, what other issues do these two have? Nothing. I'm like, you know what? For their inaugural season, I think they both did really well. And you got to mm-hmm. remember that often characters on these shows can bomb and they neither of them bombed their first season for me. So I'm happy to see them both back. What about you? I don't know if we will see them back. I don't know if we'll see Jersey back at this point. You reckon just because of Melissa and... I think we might get a huge sh- shake-up. Maybe they'll fire everyone and start again. Except for Jennifer. you got to keep Jennifer and Dolores. Wow. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll get rid of both Melissa and Teresa. Maybe their storylines are wrapped. Maybe we can just have them on All Stars. You did say that this wedding special seemed like a really good pin on Teresa's story from season one to now. It's not a not a bad way to think about it. Yeah, I think Andy said it's either both of them or none of them. And did he? At this point, I'd rather. I think he said that on a oh. podcast somewhere. So I'd rather none of them. Me too. I'm done with both of them. And. I don't feel like Joe Gorga is fun anymore. So why do we need him if he's not going to be fun and funny? Truth. Do you want to wrap on Daniela or do you want to talk about the Arsenal? Oh, I don't really want to talk about the Arsenal. The only thing I was sort of interested in in this back half was the conversation about whether or not it was a setup when, um, Mm. was it Rachel asked about the relationship between the cousins? Yeah. And... Because I sort of thought it was a setup, and yeah, that sort of got swept under that. the rug. And now, and now, watching it back, she's like, "It's a setup." And I'm like, "I'm glad she's finally realised that." But do you think it was a setup or not? No, I don't think it was a setup. Did you think it was a setup? Yeah, I think it was a setup. By whom? You think Rachel came up with this setup on her own, or you think because she's yes, friends with I, Melissa that? 
No, I think Rachel's watched the show. She's more conniving than she lets on. And I think she said, oh, well, this will let Teresa put a foot in it. And she asked Teresa that question. Do you really think that? No, I don't think it was a setup, but maybe I'm just naive. It's just like, I think Dolores said, like, well, then why would she not have asked Melissa that question? Why had she asked Teresa Mm. up at the back of the bus that question? Okay, fine. It was a setup. I have no argument to contradict you, so I have to concede that I'm probably wrong. But she also could have just answered the question correctly and there would have been nothing to set up. Yeah. She fumbled it. Anyway, it yeah. doesn't matter. I think I'd need to see that whole scene unedited before I could really say whether I think it's a setup or not because your arguments are valid and I, I don't have a counter. So The tree stumps comment was kind of funny as well. I don't get it. Is it because they call her Tree Teresa? Is that it? I think they were saying what she gets stumped. Oh. <laughs> and then Teresa thought they were saying she looks like a tree stump. <laughs> and, and she said, look how you look. <laughs> I, I knew, I understood, I wasn't Teresa. I understood that that was not what she was saying, but I, it's almost like I got half of it. Yes, they call her Tree and she's always stumped. Okay, right. I get it now. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I don't know what to say about that. I just talked myself into a corner. That's hilarious. Melissa's house, the food of tiles did her flaws. I don't know why, but I thought that was interesting just because Rachel said, yeah, Melissa's a really demanding client. So I just, I wanted to mention that. Oh, but that's this, funny. Okay, explain to me this. This I'm confused. Teresa moved two doors down from Melissa and Joe's old house. Fine. But then Melissa's house is number eight and Teresa's house is number 16. How is that only two doors down? Shouldn't that be four doors down? How big are these blocks? Well, yeah, maybe they're just super big. Like my my apartment's like 14 to 18. Mm. So next door would be, what, 20. But I call it 14. But you live in a unit. These people live in houses. <laughs> How big are these? I don't, know. I don't really. So they're saying that the blocks for these houses are over two house numbers. That's crazy. Maybe. Who needs a fucking house that big? <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. But anyway, do you want to talk about the Antonia comment? Uh, remind me. The Antonia comment that when they were in the bus in Oh, Ireland. yeah, the setup. I think you nailed it when it happened when you should have just said, like nothing. Like she didn't have to answer the question. A hundred percent. She shouldn't have answered. But this is where we get the comments, obviously the fighting between Melissa and Teresa about the fact that Teresa thought it was a set up question by Rachel. And then we hear that Teresa says that Joe only came to visit her in prison once. And Melissa's saying you wouldn't put him on the visitors list until it was time to film the show Teresa Checks In. Who do you believe? I actually don't know. Really? I could see both of them telling the truth. Well, I could see both of them lying. I Well, that's that too. <laughs> so what do you think? Teresa didn't deny it. When Melissa said he wasn't on the list, if that was fake, she would have said something. Instead, she just kept repeating her, her same line, which is he only visited me once. I'm inclined to believe Melissa on that. Okay. All right, yeah, sure. I'll believe Melissa on that. But what I won't believe Mm. is when she said she's cool and interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nah. Cool and interesting? Look, I've always liked the way Melissa dresses for her body. Whether I love the particular outfit or not, I always like how Melissa looks. And I've got to tell you that the J-Lo comment, when she was by the pool with the sunnies on the day after the fight and she was on the phone with Dolores... I fully saw J-Lo, 100%. I see it now. And quite frankly, I like J-Lo as much as I like Melissa, so whatever. 
I mean, J-Lo also can't sing, so they have that in common. Ooh, snaps! And now we <laughs> I love J-Lo as well. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Look, it definitely could be a generational thing. Like, I might have missed the boat on that, but, I mean, I'm probably going to get one-star review from this, but I don't care for J-Lo. I don't get it. That's just how I feel. <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm from the Madonna generation and even I'm trying to walk that one oh back boy. now. I know. <laughs> even I'm walking that one back now. It's like when in the 80s where you had all these Prince fans and then you became Mormon and they all started walking that back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm walking back the Madonna thing now. So we're bringing up Jacqueline Larita. What the fuck? Scraping the bottom of the barrel, aren't we? This leads us into Teresa thinking that Melissa and Joe ratted her out to the feds. Before we get to that, can we just acknowledge there was something to rat out? Mm -hmm. Like she's fixated on who ratted her out to the feds. I don't know, national TV and your wad of cash (laughs) paying for fucking furniture that cost a hundred grand with cash you don't think you were the one that ratted you out Teresa that's my first sentiment but you did something that put you in jail like it's it's the same thing with Rachel and Danielle Danielle's pissed off at Rachel for repeating something that she said but it's like bitch you said it though yeah there's a lack of accountability there and she'll never get it nah Teresa still thinks she did nothing wrong Joe Judice still says he did nothing wrong It's ridiculous. Now, remember how I said last week that Caroline Manzo said somewhere that she 100% knows who ratted Teresa out and it wasn't her, right? Yeah. Page six repeated it based on them talking about this episode that Caroline had said not only does she know who ratted them out but she was there. Okay. You're saying you didn't call the feds on Teresa but are you implying that you were in the room when someone picked up the phone and dialed the number? Because... That kind of make uh, like, how do we feel about the... I can't buy into it. You, do you feel there's a complicitness there? Complicitness, that's I not even a word, I sort of think Sorry. sometimes people get off these shows and then they just say shit to the press that could be true, could be fake. It's just... Uh, it's not on camera, I we don't, don't know care? Why. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Sort of. And as much as, like, Teresa harps on how Melissa got on the show, who's got, who sent her to jail. It's like, I do want to sort of just stick to this season, you know, like fair enough. if someone's having a go at you about something, don't bring back 10 years ago. We're over. I understand with their fight, it's the culmination of their whole relationship breakdown, Mm. but also it's like, I can't be keeping everything in my head from what you're saying for 10 years, what she's saying for 10 years. I can't do it. And I don't want a whole episode of Flashies. Like that's the Secrets Revealed episode. We'll get to that, right? Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Next time we see Fessler and Evan's wife, we find out that Jennifer already told Melissa the rumour before she told oh Danielle. So it was a setup. Jennifer. That was a setup. That is a 100- How can Teresa say it's not a setup? Well, Danielle should be bad. Danielle was played like a fiddle. Fucking oath she was. Just reminded me why I think I'm turning and enjoying Danielle now. When she's on the couch and she's, when she was fighting with Rachel, she was so heated and animated. She starts bouncing up and down on the couch, you know, energy and exuberance to to get her point across. That made me laugh so hard because I am that person. I'm very extra, as you may have guessed. And if I'm getting into it, I will 
to bounce up and down on the couch and it'll others will have pointed it out to me and I'm like oh wow I'm physically bouncing it's funny she was she's funny and I agree with you in the wedding spin-off that her funniness translated to fun yes and I think it's good in the reunion because she can't just get up and leave like she did with every other fight yes. this season <laughs> well I'm pointing at you can you see me pointing that's it uh, that's let's, jersey so, yeah that's it that's it that's it that's it he's like fuck off we're done <laughs> oh my god. Any sizzies? I mean, do we want to talk we don't want to talk about Kim and Croy, do we? No. Nah. No. Oh, there's definitely an article about Teresa in the tree stump comment. That's fucking hilarious. So funny. Rachel admits her future on Vanderpump is in question. Do we believe anything is. she says? She still I didn't know she was talking to the press. Well, apparently this was just after filming. Oh, maybe she said it at reunion in the spin-off with Andy. I have a vague recollection of that. I just think that's obvious. Like, yeah, I mean, as much as it's fantastic TV and we would probably want her and Scandal on the show, but like, you yeah. know, the drama of it all, when it's about friends and mm. you're not friends, yeah. there's no place for you on the show. Well, particularly with Vanderpump because these people are friends in their real life. I mean, who else would be friends with them? But... Yeah, no, it was in the extended version in the one-on-one where she said uh-huh. she wants to come back but she's not sure. It's like, yeah, what place would you have, as you just said? It's exactly right. So what else? People are calling her facials at reunion an unfazed shell. Vanderpump rules. <laughs> Pump rule fans scared of emotionless Raquel Levis at reunion. I mean, come on. Oh, my God, there's a photo of fucking Tom breaking down at the reunion. He looks so ugly. <laughs> he looks gross. He's got an ugly cry face. Oh, one thing we didn't talk about, and this is a, an article all about it, when Scandival calls Ariana a motherfucker. What the actual fuck? Um, and I, even LVP's like, did you just call her a motherfucker? And he kind of like shrugs. Yeah, he's gross. Oh, Lala comments about Scandival's IUD comment. Oh, good. Do we want to hear what Lala has to say? Oh, she talks about it. Oh, yeah, Instagram stories. That would be funny oh, um, okay. to watch. She, Yeah, she said she was disgusted and called it a dig. Well, it is a disgusting dig. But no one's died. No one's broken up. That's that's it on the sizzles. Yeah, no, I'm not really <laughs> yeah. seeing. I mean, everything is just 10,000 different articles about the varying scenes on the show. So, Cool. All right, let's leave that there then. Um, check us out on... Twitter, Insta, at Effing Bravo, and on TikTok, and leave ratings and reviews and like and subscribe. And thank you. Thank you, thank you. And send us pet pics. Oh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to the lovely listener who sent a personal message to me last week that was very sweet and thoughtful. And I'm just, yeah, people are so kind. And I just want to say thank you. We need all the kindness we can get, except for Sandoval's a liar. Liar. Sandoval's a liar. All right, darling. <laughs> Toodles. Bye. Bye.